What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of Wavelengths. Got a good show for you today. We got Lau Peppel, Yesin Harris, Deontay, Salim. And this is going to be our first kind of free talk episode. We're just going to throw a phrase or something out there, and we're going to run with it from there. We're going to start with Yestin, and let's get us started. All right. Um, so big news this week, um, the whole Aaron Rodgers dilemma slash drama, depending on if you think it's really a problem. Um, I mean, we've begun to see this as sort of like a routine every season now. Someone important is unhappy every offseason, and usually it fizzles out by the time camp hits. But um, this one seems to be getting hotter. Um, right before the draft started, um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the news came out that Aaron Rodgers was uh, uncomfortable in Green Bay and did not look to return to the organization as long as their current general manager was in charge. Which um, that may come as something of a, a shock because Brian Gutekunst, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, is you know notably one of the more respected GMs in the league right now, um, but not in Aaron Rodgers' eyes. Um, if you take a look at their recent draft classes, they've um, taken one offensive player in the past eight or nine drafts. Um, they've had, I think, 10 or 11 picks, and one of them has gone to an offensive player, and of course that is the notable Aaron, um, Jordan Love pick. Now, um, Aaron Rodgers has made it clear that he doesn't want to return um, underneath Gutekunst, but uh, it's it's sort of how did it suddenly get like this? I mean, it's, it, for a lot of people, this feels like it came out of nowhere. But I mean, if you look back, this has been bubbling up for a couple of years now. Um, most you know the big the big nail in the coffin was obviously the Jordan Love draft. Um, but uh, another point of um, point of pride before Rodgers was he desperately wanted wide receiver Jake Kumaro to stay on the roster, either, you know, whether it's the practice squad or the regular roster for the season um, last year. And when he got cut and picked up um, by another team, he sort of stopped communicating with the general manager and um, the rest of the Packers front office. Uh, there was no, you know, Rogers wasn't reaching out. Rogers, he sort of, he lost the heart to, to keep working with them. And they stopped talking to him, and it's just been radio silence ever since. Um, and how crucial that communication is between the front office and the franchise quarterback can't be understated. I mean, came out today um, that uh, the Bears reached out to Andy Dalton to inform them that they might have been taking the quarterback this year. Andy Dalton, the QB who has taken exactly zero snaps as a Bear. Um, who they said was their QB1 in a Twitter post, but otherwise made no designation towards. Um, they came out and said, hey, Andy, we might be carrying, you know, we might be looking at getting a quarterback in the draft this year, just so you know when you're ready for that situation. And of course, Andy Dawson said, yeah, I mean, I'm here on like a one-year deal. Go for it. But um, the fact that, that that's kind of communication you're seeing out of the Bears, who are not known for their recent QB success, is... Um, Shocking. They shouldn't be the shining example um, compared to Green Bay, who's one of the obviously one of the biggest. Uh, they're one of the most successful franchises in NFL, in NFL history. I mean, look at them. Um, so, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the scenario, guys. Um, but it's clearly a big deal. Um, Aaron Rodgers has admittedly no power to force a move. Um, so, if they don't want to trade him, his only real option is to retire. Um, but it's um, I'm I'm curious to see what you guys think. Aaron Rodgers leaves, he loses. He stays, 
he's going to lose in the NFC Championship game again. This depends on how willing the Packers are to deal with their fan base and possibly trading away the best quarterback that they've had and getting, you know, Drew Locke in return, some first-round picks, maybe Tim Patrick. And either way, it's just it, – it seems like the grass is always greener on the other side, but is it really? Because he's going to go to a team that doesn't really – have the talent. If he goes to Denver, they're not going to win. If he stays, they have a better chance. So it's really like a lose-lose for him. But it's also who's going to give him the most money. We know he's got a contract coming up. We know he deserves it, three-time MVP. So it's really what he thinks is the best course for his final years in the league. Yeah, I, uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he, he could retire today and he'd be a Hall of Famer. Um, it's honestly such a, he's got so, there's so much more to Aaron Rodgers than just, you know, he's just some quarterback. I mean, he's been the heart and the soul of that Green Bay team for a long time now. Um, I'm just, I don't understand where they, uh, one, where, one, how the Packers franchise let it get to this point. I mean, how do you frustrate your franchise quarterback hall of, you know, you know, hall of famer, you know, league MVP, Radio, like active reigning MVP. How do you frustrate him to the point where he says, I won't come back under this front office? How do you, you fail that much as a franchise? You don't give him the pieces that he wants, and then you draft his heir apparent without telling him. And mm. basically, the, the Green Bay Packers are the blueprint of how to not treat a star in this league. You mm. don't give him any assets that he really wants. You don't communicate with them, which is what you said, that we're talking about Ryan Pace of an eight and eight perennial team being a better communicator. It, it's just there's so many things that it's like when you make a little mistake, but then they snowball and it makes just like one big mistake later on in life. It's like this could have been so easily avoided. Yeah, they lucked out with Devontae Adams, but then they got rid of Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb they got rid of. They haven't had a tight end in years. The Jimmy Graham experience failed. So it's it's really all their fault. And if Rodgers does, I don't think he has as much say as we all think he does. Mm-hmm. I would say it's like 60%. He's well, a little more than 60% that he stays. But I, I think he'll mm-hmm. play there, like it or not. Like what they did to Aaron Rodgers is just so stupid. Because you, one thing I've always heard, I know this is like a kind of different scenario. They always say, don't, <clears throat> don't ask a player to take a pay cut unless you're willing to move on from them. Don't draft another quarterback when you already have a quarterback on your roster unless you're ready to move off from that quarterback. <clears throat> and clearly, Aaron Rodgers just won league MVP, so he's still one of the top three quarterbacks in football. So you drafting Jordan Love, just did nothing for him. He's like, we just made it to the NFC Championship last year, and he said on Pat McAfee's show, draft day of 2020, hey, it would be really nice to take take somebody on uh, an offensive skill position, but they take quarterback. Like, they take, they take somebody who isn't ready to play, and now they have Jordan Love, who people had real problems with coming in to the draft. Maybe he's, he's not even ready, and now you have a a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. So now it's just like, do you trade Aaron 
and hope for the best for Jordan Love because if Jordan Love, if you trade Aaron and Jordan Love sucks, then you just you just wasted 15 years of potential for nothing. So it's it's just all stupid. Like you you don't you don't do stupid things like this. This is this is just simple. Just be, it, it's just all dumb. Like like what are we really doing? Yeah. They put themselves in a horrible position too because Aaron Rodgers is 37. I don't think they're going to get the value out of him that they would like be willing to trade him for. So it's he's kind of, they're kind of stuck with him almost unless unless they're willing to trade him for. I don't I don't know what team's value him at. You know he's he's pretty old. He did just win it league MVP, so he's yeah he's obviously a top five top three QB in the league right now. But I, you know he's he's getting older. Um, he. he it's just it's just it's kind of it's so bizarre that the it, it just happened in the first place that Jordan Love pick as you said Deontay was the like it was the weirdest that was one of the dumbest moves I've seen in like in the last 10 years you have a, a future Hall of Famer who's still playing at a Hall of Fame level and you draft some person who like you said people still have problems with he's not like a he's not gonna be another Aaron Rodgers probably he's just gonna be there you know until Aaron Rodgers leaves which we don't know how long that is going to be, you know? And so it's just weird. It's just a weird situation they put themselves in. Yeah. It's kind of shocking that they let, uh, that they let it get this far. I mean, they should have, they, they should have been giving him skill positions this whole time. And he might've actually, he might've won more than one Super Bowl for them. I mean, quite frankly, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in this league for, for like 15 years now. Um, he's in time. It's impossible to, uh, overstate the impact he's had on this team's success considering especially their draft history they're not known for their homegrown talent as of late um on offense or defense and um the fact that they've invested so much capital in their defense and it's not top five in the league in any real way i mean you know they have a few decent cornerstone players but outside of that their roster building is not not fantastic if you just invested the significant draft capital in your offense like your all-time great QB would want, then you might have actually got something out of this. Instead, now you've fractured your relationship. It's going to be hard to repair. And if this had at least been kept private, then they could have salvaged uh, salvaged such a scenario, you know, privately, and then had no, not ruined uh, his image with the fans. Because at this point, if he does come back to this roster, he's getting booed every day he steps out in that field, unless he wins another MVP, unless he wins another Super Bowl. I mean, his the the fans are furious. Um, he wants you know he he wants out, and frankly, he deserves to want out. He's got every right to to say you know I'm upset and I don't want to be on this team anymore unless that general manager is here. And quite frankly, who's going to choose the uh, the Packers GM right now over Aaron Rodgers? If you have to choose between the two, I frankly would take Rodgers. I mean, he's a he's, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's he's everything you could possibly need for this Green Bay team. He's just coming off an MVP season. I cannot state that enough. It's the reigning MVP playing potentially one of the best seasons of his whole career over what a general manager who won't give him weapons, over, who can't build a decent enough roster. I mean, they extended they extended a running back to a, a, a massive contract and can't draft a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's not consistent. You see, like that—that's the part that really kills me. Not only do you draft a successor to him in last year's draft, you're like, okay, cool. So what do you do the next day in round in round two? Oh, we pick a running back in the second round, and they're like, oh wait, let's pay the running back that we already have. So it's like, so you draft my successor, 
who may not even be that that good, who was third string quarterback going into last season. You draft a running back and then you 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 pay top dollar for the guy that we already had. Why not just pay the guy we already had to begin with and go and get a wide wide receiver in the second round or just do something that makes sense? Like this, this I don't I don't understand why these people think that oh just, just because we did it with it with Favre to Aaron we can do this for a guy after Aaron. No, you you don't you don't do that. That's just stupid. Yeah, except with yeah, Favre. Yeah, Brian Gutekunst is just sorry. Go ahead. When when Favre ret- well retired the, the yeah, first yeah. time, like. The amount of talent that the Packers had when Rodgers took over was crazy. It's like that team is so much significantly better than this team currently and was, and that's why they made it to a Super Bowl pretty quickly after Rodgers took over full-time. Mm-hmm. I think the the NFL is a very stark difference uh, in what it was when uh, Aaron was drafted to the, the Packers and then now when Love was drafted to the Packers. Uh, we see more and more quarterbacks every single year uh, get drafted in the first round and, and are pressured to play within their first two years. And Aaron Rodgers understands this, and he knows the pressure with the with the front office and the fans. There's pressure to, to get Jordan Love quality minutes, right? Because it is inevitable that Rodgers will retire within the next four years or five years, whatever it may be. He's already 38. He's, 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 he's not of the same – style of play where you can last till 42 43 44 45 he's a he's a mobile quarterback he takes hits coming off he can to take a hit whether that's good or bad he just doesn't take hits exactly uh, Rodgers understands the pressure to get Jordan Love minutes he understands the second they were drafted him he had about a 3 year clock they they're going to they uh, he understands when they get that clock they're going to tear it down a little bit get some picks, get some players to develop. And then by that time, Jordan Love's ready to play. Those picks are developed. They have assets to play, which still confuses me why they, they pay their running back because then you just squander the assets you were working hard to dig. They're not choosing a specific path. And in doing so, you are not only hurting Jordan Love's possible development when you do end up playing him, you're also hurting Aaron Rodgers currently because you're not giving him weapons, but you're not saving assets for Jordan Love later on. So I would understand if you took that one path and said, look, we're going to rebuild, retool, not spend money, re-get into cap, out of cap hell for the next three years. So when you have your year playing, you have $50, $60 million to spend instead of having $0 to spend with bad players. Uh, they've managed the cap. I think the biggest thing is they've managed their cap poorly and don't have, they don't have a clear direction. It's the biggest thing. And because of that non-clear direction, Aaron Rodgers understands that they are teetering on both a rebuild and and mediocre playoff berth of the Chicago Bears. They're not restocking well. They're paying the wrong people. Said, look, if you're not going to prioritize me and you, like, my final push, like Tampa Bay did with with, with Tom Brady, I'm going to find out places of will who is willing to make big moves and spend big money, like the Denver Broncos, like the Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, like teams that need a quarterback and are ready to put it all in. So I think he understands this and furthermore says, look, if you're not going to do what these teams are willing to do for me in my final years to play, I will just, I'll stop now. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He wants to go out on top and he deserves to go out on top, frankly. I mean, he's, uh, he's, 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 once again, coming off an MVP season um, with the own, with only two weapons on offense. And one of them is one of them's an overpaid running back now. It's, uh, 
this is his opportunity to either win one more, playing some of the best game he's played in his whole career, or it's his time to go and he can go out on top and you know be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But he needs you know the the Packers need to decide what they want to do moving forward, and they need to decide now and act decisively on it. Because you're right, I mean they're squandering future assets and simultaneously ruining the team they have now. Um, and they didn't even clean up this drama in house. I mean, come on, they the, the news was leaked the day before or the day of the draft. And it's it's yeah, I mean I, I know the, I know there was that uh, that 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 bogus Broncos trade um, that Albright reported, but um, it's there's significant interest in him. I mean, the market's right there. There's a lot of teams right now that have decent roster building assets that they'd be willing to move to create a team around him. And uh, he's sitting here, you know, arm, arm ready, you know, looking as healthy as he can be. It's now is the time. Make a decision, you know, uh, blow it all up and try again or win something now. Go for it. It's, uh, it's right. frustrating and, to watch. And the funniest thing is, Right, if they wanted to decide to go and say we're now, they have no money to do it, like they have no assets to do it. Like, the funniest thing is they they spent their money so poorly that either they said, you know what, Aaron, you're right, we're gonna we're gonna do it the right way and send you out the right way. How you have no money to sign free agents, you have no assets to trade because you've overpaid your running backs, you've drafted running backs a second round running back when you first overpaid, like, drafting a second round running back is already really bad value Mm. unless he's really good. And which in that case he wasn't like I don't think the, the running back they drafted AJ Dillon was was a second round talent. On top of that, you then pay your running back one of the highest running back salaries of all time. You you have now two overpaid running backs because the running back on a on a second round contract was still overpaid. And then they draft some some linebackers and some corners and like. It, if the Packers say before the draft, no, we're committed to Aaron Rodgers, he's committed to our future. And then you draft Eric Stokes in the first round. You're two fa- It's the one face say, yeah, we love Aaron. We're on the fan side. We love him. We want to keep him too. The second side is we don't care what Aaron thinks. It's the, what makes m- money for our pockets, what makes our contracts longer, which in the end, it's not going to make their contract longer. They thought drafting a quarterback and having that six-year window was going to work. No, it's not. Welcome to the NFL, Green Bay Packers. It's a shorter window now. It's not – uh, 2002 or whatever when you could sign a draft quarterback in the first round and sit four years now. Yeah, there's a difference between playing your cards close to your chest and just straight up not knowing how to play poker. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so our next topic on the Aaron Rodgers hour, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, okay, like, that's If Rodgers mm. trades to a certain place or like just like right now? No, we we just been talking a lot about him, and you know, I felt we should rename the episode the Aaron Rodgers Hour. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Super Bowl winners. Uh, I'll put my money on the Chiefs. Yeah, that same. one is nasty. That was a little really bad part of their team. I yeah, this could be good additions. Yeah, to it already like insane. I don't, yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, that Super Bowl is tough, but. I don't, I don't see the Chiefs losing another one like that. Yeah, I'd probably have to go Kansas City one, and I'd probably have to go, obviously, Tampa Bay two because Ugh. they pretty much bring back the same exact team that they brought last year. So I feel like Funny enough, like, be- like, like we see – not to bring it back to Aaron Rodgers, we see Tampa Bay win Super Bowl and, just, and then retool the talent again and get more talent. 
What I can't remember exactly what happened after the Packers Super Bowl in 2010, but I believe they ripped that roster to the ground afterwards, and they tried to like spin it back around and rebuild it up. Like they didn't, they didn't go into free agency and, and bring in more talent and take some financial loss to to provide success, which I think is very important. When you're in your window, you're in your window, and you and you build in your window. I think teams who don't recognize their windows are are the worst run teams. Hmm. I think um, for my Super Bowl teams here is, you know, obviously I'd love to be a homer and run with my bills. We had an incredible year, but quite frankly, I didn't have faith that the Chiefs were going to get another shot to repeat after they, I mean, they let go of both their all pro and pro bowl tackles simultaneously directly after having one of the worst single game offensive line performances I've ever seen in the Super Bowl. And then looking at what they did after that, I mean, they took the open cap space and, retool they you know they, they invested draft picks and um cap space into retooling their offensive line and making one that works and if it works i completely see kansas city returning to the show and taking it all um but um my dark horse for the super bowl here the rams i mean imagine look, look at look at the weapons look at the strength on that defense both in the front seven and the secondary and now give them matt stafford i mean he's moving into one of the best situations of his career right now and um, if they can, if they if they can put it all together right there, I see that being a formidable team to beat next season, and I think they could do it. I actually want to change the subject a little bit now. Is Tampa Bay the worst Super Bowl champion on paper in the past ten years? No, no. Okay, okay. That's let me read. Probably the the. Yeah. The, okay. Um, on on paper, because it's just like Tom Brady's like contact list. So that that I said it wrong. But okay, when you watch that the team, Ravens of 2013. Ah, uh, last I know that team was never that good. It's a roster. A lucky run. They as were as good as the rest. Yeah. They were, yeah, as a roster. I'm, they made a great run in the wild card, but from the wild card, their roster itself was was not the best. At least offensively, defensively it was monstrous, but offensively it wasn't that great. Obviously, teams are going to have their ebbs and flows in October, November, and then Tampa Bay turned it on late. But I don't think, like, of the past, like, 10 Super Bowl winners, I don't think they're in the top five, like, of teams. Like, if you put if you put them against, I don't know, we'll even say, like, the Patriots the last time they won it, I don't think that they would beat them. Obviously, you know, you have the same quarterback and tight end, so it would be, like, hard to do it. But I don't I mean, think that- they would beat any team head-to-head, really. That fifty-three, Brandon that Super Bowl fifty-three um, Patriots team was, I mean, frankly, that defense took them all the way there. I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah that offense is not the best. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, it's hard not to win when you put up when you only allow three points in the Super Bowl to, quite frankly, the red hot Rams because that Rams team that was Jared Goff's year. That was an incredible team that year, up until you know Goff bad. forgot how to throw. I I love that offense. You know, I mean, um, their defense had some issues. Um, like that secondary was missing a few pieces, but I mean, they went out and they fixed it. I want to get just one of the reasons why I believe in them now is because I mean, they were that close, like that they were that close just two Super Bowls ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say worst, worst team of the past 10 years. You said the Ravens. Um, I'm, what about yeah. what about the, the uh, 2011 Giants? I mean, I that was like la- last yeah, team we went from wildcard, right? You don't want to talk about them? No. I- I like the Giants. It's like, you know, that's a while ago. Like, like I don't think this year's Buccaneers would beat the Super Bowl Fifty Broncos. Oh no, I think they would crush the crap. Yeah, they, out would, of them. they would. They would. They would really? destroy. <laughs> They'd them. Beat the crap. I mean, out of them. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, like Peyton couldn't throw, but I don't. I Peyton don't couldn't think... move either. With you, you Levante David rushing you from the back end, you're not you're not gonna have a fun day if you can't move. Yeah, but I'll, like I'll, Brady can't move, reason... and like that Broncos defense would just you know be able to get through him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I but mean, that yeah. line was good though. Yeah, and Brady could actually throw the ball. Peyton Manning literally could do nothing. The jury's out on that one. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you're playing great defenses like that, though, it's all about release time. Anyway, I mean that's why Brady's was one of the one of the one of in my mind one of the main reasons why Brady's had such success in recent years with limited uh, with you know with the, some limited talent around him is his release time is incredible. Windows are tight, and he knows when you know he knows how to get it there at the right time. But you know, quick release time from the pocket, it doesn't matter if the defense gets to you in two seconds if the ball's out in one second. I mean, if you know, I don't like I don't think there are many teams in the Super Bowl. Like in the passing years, you are beating the the um the the tech the, not technicals the uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers like that team is like they had one of the best performances Super Bowl wise like mm-hmm. I've personally seen that was defensive monstrosity the offense was clicking yeah the offense was clicking but they and didn't that, have to do uber much. athletic too mm-hmm. right they didn't have to do much the team, the team was bad yeah but like I don't know like there's they were so well balanced on both sides of the ball I don't like know what team is like, like touching that. Mm-hmm. Like it did seem like a perfect storm. Uh, um, Legion of so, Boom would, would come close with it because they yeah. had a great defense and a good mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. Imagine they'd just give him Russell Wilson a few more weapons. I mean, I, I, I could say that for all of his career, but, you know. Disgusting. Oh, I would love to see a Russell Wilson scenario next season like Aaron Rodgers had this year. So that topic totally backfired on me. We <laughs> talked about my least favorite human in a positive light, which was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I now want to talk about something the exact opposite. I want to bring up one thing in golf. And now I know, unfortunately, I'm one of probably two or three golf guys in the company, which is unfortunate, but Sportsway is always hiring. Um, there is this new proposed league called the Premier Golf League. It is similar to oh, I know the European Super League. And they went away after a couple months, but now they're making multiple million dollar offers to some of the game's biggest talent, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, and Thomas. Could you ever see a situation where this happens in one of the four major sports leagues? No. Yeah. Four see, major man. being baseballs, hockey, basketballs, football? Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. I feel like I bring a unique perspective to this, being the only Brit, the only one who's, uh, you know, who who came from the land of the game. Um, and Super League was just such a disaster, but it was primarily an American incentive. Um, the way sports work internationally isn't the same right. way they work in North America at all. Um, and uh, the idea was it was much of Amer- largely American owners coming in, you know, buying capital and thinking, yeah, we're buying a franchise. We're buying a team. The team generates this kind of money and this is what happens. But that's not the way sports worked overseas. Um, I mean, you know, in, in, in England, in Spain, in France, Italy, um, you know, most of Africa, most of the, um, the Eastern world, South America, even it's, you know, if you buy a team, you're not buying a team. You're buying, you're trying to buy the loyalty of the fans. And if you don't, do right with that team that those fans have the power to throw you under the bus. They have the power to make your investment no longer worthwhile because they will outlive you. If you, I mean, you know, if you run out of money, that's it. You're, you know, sell the team and go home, but that those fans will outlive you. Super league was a disaster because of the fact that American owners didn't understand 
European fans. American owners understand American fans. Um, I think that should the time come where, you know, they could separate the cream of the crop in basketball or hockey, and I think hockey would probably work a little better. Um, they take those perennial, you know, sorry, those, those, um, those continuously and unendingly successful teams that are, you know, they're good year over year. You definitely see it in baseball um, and separate. It would, you know, if you, if they could try and frame it to the fans to not be a money grab, if they could um, somehow, they'd need to pull out from underneath the banner of, the league so you know they if a baseball teams would need to pull out from the mlb in order to create the league they couldn't maintain their you know part being part of that and then simultaneously exist in a separate capacity um there's just not the there's not there's not a large enough foundation outside those sports in america to make it happen but if they were able to make if they were able to take those early steps um i could totally see it working for hockey baseball and potentially basketball in america the only sport i see it working with is bas is is baseball because mm-hmm. baseball is the one sport in America where there's no regulation on cap number, mm-hmm. so it's the only sport where you can spend you can spend as much money as you make. Mm-hmm. So like big owners who have a lot of money can spend as much money in, in their pocket as they want because they they have no regulations on money. Everything else is based on how you allocate money in certain assets. For football and basketball in specific, you have to allocate money into certain assets like draft picks and free agency. You have to manage a budget. You have to you have to. It's like unlimited unlimited success because of the money you have so like so it would not be possible because teams who are successful at one point tend to become unsuccessful because you only manage a certain budget for a certain period of time so like for example um the patriots they were they've been perennially good for 10 years right so they were locked into a super league for the whenever say it happened 20 years and they're 10 years in right tom Brady leaves they realize they've been over budget they had their 10-year push now they have 10 years of being mediocre. Well, now you have a mediocre team in the, in this in this superior league for 10 when the cap number and the draft picks that they've acquired and traded because they were in their window are gone. There's no windows in baseball. You're good or you're not because of the money you have. So there's no rebuilding in baseball because uh, unless you get lucky with prospects, they're gonna, people are going to sign with the bigger clubs because they have the more money to offer them. Just like in, 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 in soccer, in European soccer, you go to the biggest clubs because they have the most money to give you. Mm-hmm. In football and, and, and hockey and basketball, you can't necessarily do that, which is why I don't think it'll work. But baseball, it has a future there because the, the money, the way the money moves in baseball would, out, would allow something like that to work. I think that this golf league could work similarly to WCW of the 90s because mm-hmm. – this golf league has enough money allegedly to get like big stars now, not retired guys like Hulk Hogan, but Phil Mickelson is linked to it. So Deontay, I want to ask you with the WCW connection, would the, the any of these leagues need premiered stars like today, not retiring guys, like say five years from now, LeBron's done playing, but then someone comes up with some super basketball league. Would he still be a big enough pull or would they need, five years from now is best player. Um, He'd definitely be a big enough pull, but I, but I, they, they just really wouldn't last. I mean, you know, like, like, you know, you can have them within whatever said organization that you're talking about, but as far as, you know, him being like, like a, like a everyday player, no, it wouldn't last. They would have to, 
you know, build something up and there's no real kind of a, you know, connection there with, you know, the, you know, with the people at their bringing up. So it, I don't think it would last. It's definitely something to keep an eye on and in all the sports, especially money is definitely the great equalizer, whether the players admit it or not, but it's definitely something I feel like any league could be besides the NFL, because the NFL literally owns a day of the week. But I think all the other leagues, this could potentially happen. Maybe not now, but say another COVID type money loss situation were to happen and some ultra billionaire comes in. Elon Musk might start a Mars baseball league. If you told me you wouldn't watch that, you'd, you'd just be lying. I'd, That'd I'd be watch really Mars cool. baseball for sure. Yeah. I'd probably watch it too. I wouldn't, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely if they've had like like a Mars Arena football league. Chris Mullins, the top scout in that. I watched that. No, I watched that. Mm -hmm. I'll scout that. (laughs) (laughs) Both the highest. So, Elon Musk, you're welcome for the idea. Good luck on Saturday Night Live. Go Dogecoin. That's all the time that we got for this week. Uh, We got another couple episodes. We got some big stuff lined up sportswave.net is pumping out articles all the time uh chris mullen finally got to take a nap deontay is on the russell westbrook not top two all time but we don't have enough time for that today yestin is finding out still actually no you said there was no chipotle in canada or one right no there is one there is one and it's in my city but unfortunately i can't go because um our government can't seem to secure vaccines Anyway, so we got we got a lot of stuff coming out. The sports wave is on the way up for sure. That that's really it. I will see you guys tomorrow. We got a soccer episode. We got some other big stuff later on in the week. We got 13 more of these left for this month. So it's a lot of fun. Be sure to check us out on social media, Wavelengths Pod at the Sports Wave. Any other words, guys? Uh big thing.